Hello, my friends, and welcome, welcome. I'm super excited for our guest today. I am joined by Navi Bliss. She is a love and confidence coach. I'm super excited to have you. How are you, Navi? I'm doing great, and I'm so happy to be here um, with you and your amazing audience. <laughs> I'm happy to have you. So tell us a little bit about your business and your entrepreneurial journey and how it led you to becoming a love and confidence coach. Yeah, absolutely. So um, what I do, I'm a love and confidence coach. I'm an inspirational speaker and I'm an author. And um, my mission in life is to help people to fall head over heels in love with themselves so that they can effortlessly attract the life and love of their dreams because attraction is the same, whether it is applying to your romantic relationships or whether it is applying to your soulmate clients. And how I got started on this journey is I actually ended up growing up without any confidence. I grew up in a home with a mother who is physically and emotionally abusive towards me. And it was something that I never, I never developed that confidence to begin with. And that led me onto a, a very unhappy path in my life um, and into relationships that involved domestic violence. And when I got out of that second relationship, I got out by the skin of my teeth and I realized that this can't ever happen again. And I realized I wasn't responsible for what happened to me. It wasn't my fault what happened to me, but I was deciding what I was allowing into my life because I wasn't a child anymore. I was an adult. And if I wanted things to change, then I- Navi, 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 Navi. God, you're doing so amazing. But we have had a glitch over here and it has not gone live. Okay. No hold problem. on one second. Hold on one second. <laughs> Okay. All right. <laughs> We're back. Oh, you're doing so great. So sorry to mess up your flow. That was so amazing. Yes. So you had to ultimately build that confidence, you were saying, and you had to go through a relationship where there was domestic violence, you were saying, oh my goodness. Yeah, I went through two, two relationships where there was domestic violence. And when I left the second one, I realized, okay, I'm not responsible. It's, it's not my fault what happened but I am deciding what I'm allowing into my life and I'm not a child anymore. I'm an adult. And if I want something different, I'm going to have to start choosing differently and I have to figure out why I'm doing this and how to fix it. And it sent me on a healing journey myself. It included therapy, it included coaching. And through that, not only did I find my confidence and learn to love myself through my healing journey, I also found my passion and purpose because mm. I started to feel good in my own skin and just realized how liberating that was and that anything else that I'd wanted outside of me, it was only to try to bring that feeling and that I could create that feeling for myself. And when I did, everything else came easily to me. Yeah. But just knowing that how how it felt to the difference in how I felt every single day. I became so passionate about helping other people do the same thing. And yeah. that led me um, on the path of getting certified um, as a coach so that I could help bring people into their worth so that they can start to feel good and start to show up and affect the change that they are meant to affect in this world. Because, you know, the world will tell us to, 
to be humble and play small, especially as women and especially as women of color, right? This is like, this is something that is like pushed upon us. And I believe that nothing and no one is served by your being humble and playing small mm. in any way. And that confidence is not something that you have to be afraid of because confidence is not the same as arrogance, which so many people think it is, right? Because yeah. and confidence allows you to be present in your life. So someone who is arrogant is they're still trying to cover up for something, right? And and when, <clears throat> when they walk into a room, when they're interacting with people, there there's a lot of comparison involved and they're thinking how much better they are than other people, right? Uh -huh. When somebody is confident, they get to show up and they get to serve more and they get to be present in with when they're with other people in conversations, in situations, because a confident person just walks into a room and they're not thinking about anyone else. They're present in their own body and they're able to listen and engage with the people around them and see their light because they're not worried about comparing themselves to that person. And that's the liberation that confidence gives you. And it's not something that you ever have to be afraid of because, you know, that's the flip side. People are afraid of, um, of, of confidence as well. They want it, but they're afraid of it because it's like, oh, I better not be too confident. And, and there is there is no such thing as being too confident. Oh, my gosh. That is so amazing and it's so true. And I find that a lot of times, like like you said, people are afraid of stepping into the most authentic version of themselves because of maybe judgments they have gotten from someone else telling them that they're doing too much or they're too this or they're too that or they will never become X, Y, Z because of something in their background or maybe their ethnicity or their socioeconomical status. So what they end up doing a lot of times is shrinking themselves in an attempt to not bring any attention to themselves, feeling like they need to dim their own light in order to fit in. And that not this the most ridiculous concept everyone ever came up with? Because we're literally all different. There's not two people the same, no one is. Even twins don't have the same DNA. So what is this fitting in element anyway? It doesn't exist. It's no. the fact that we're so different that makes this situation so beautiful. So why are we shrinking ourselves to, <laughs> to fit this box that is imaginary? But absolutely. <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more. And then yeah. the other thing is, is like, you know, why I'm passionate about helping people to step into their confidence is maybe you're the person who's going to discover a cure for cancer. Maybe you're going to create a charity that is going to save millions of people and affect monumental change in the world. Maybe you're going to write a book that is going to uh, just move people. You can't do that until you step into your confidence. You can't do that while you're here playing small and while you're hiding. You have to embrace who you are and actually show up in the world. And you have the power to do so much good. The, the more confident you feel, the more you are going to be capable of. Oh my gosh. And isn't confidence, isn't it amazing how you can be confident in one area or you can be confident in one arena of your life, but as you level up, getting to that next level is un it, it creates this this you go back into this like self-doubting spiral i was i remember when i was about to release my book the entrepreneur's checklist and i i had it i was done i went through the process it was edited 
And I was excited about the fact that it was done. I was excited I was going to put it into market. And then something in the back of your, my head said, well, what if they hate it? And I was like, well, what if they do hate it? And then another thought said, well, what if nobody actually buys it? Nobody reads it because they don't find it valuable. And with every thought, I kept getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And I was like, you know what? Let people hate it. But I'm going to I'm going to do it. <laughs> And, and so you know, and, yeah, and you know, and this happens all the time. And you, that's such a wonderful point that you make, right? Which is why, like, self love and all of the things that I teach, I always let people know that it's a practice, right? That if you come and you work with me and you do a program, you're going to be feeling great. But if you want to keep feeling great, you don't have to keep working with me, but you have to take the practice that I gave you and you have to carry it with you. Otherwise, you know, you it is easy to regress and shrink back. And even for myself, I have a practice that I continue. And when it comes to, you know, those negative thoughts, I actually have a story. So as a speaker, I was on a stage, 600 people. And, you know, my biggest fear was always, what if I forget my speech? Yeah. And <laughs> this happened. So I went on and um, I started and it was fantastic. And then the mic failed and people couldn't hear me and I had to leave and I had to start all over. And when I came back, I forgot my speech and I started to mess up what I was saying. And mm. in that moment, I wanted to run off the stage and I wanted to cry. And yeah. it, it felt awful because that was my worst fear coming true in that moment. But I yeah. did I breathed and I continued through. And I actually think that that was more powerful than any of the speeches that I might've delivered perfectly because people got to see me stand there in my courage and show up even when things were falling apart. And I became someone who was really walking my talk in that moment. And what I realized is that it still moved people. It still affected mm. people. You know, I got off yeah. that stage and there were people that still connected with me. And what I realized is it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what goes wrong. If I go on another stage, if maybe I'm in front of 20,000 people this time and the same thing happens, I'm going to be okay. Right. And, yeah. there, and there's still going to be someone that's going to get something out of it. Right. And, you know, mm -hmm. if, even if that book, you know, like if it doesn't go on that trajectory that you initially want it to, doesn't mean that it's not going to affect change. And it doesn't mean that it's not going to lead you towards something more. That's so good. And it's so true. Like confidence is not being flawless. Confidence is not a, the optics of perfection, right? It is moving forward. It is accepting everything that is and will be and not being deterred by a possible outcome and stepping through to claim your greatness, right? That's how I view it to be, right? You're going to get, honey, you're going to get all these flaws. You're going to get all these bags. <laughs> you know, but it's me. It's who I am, right? And yeah. it's that ability to show up as your authentic self and not to be overly concerned with other people's thoughts, other people's judgments, and sometimes our own judgments. We have to speak kindly to ourselves, right? Which is one of the things that you offer. You have offered affirmations, don't you? We have to speak nicely to ourselves. Yeah, um, so it's an affirmation audio that I've created. Um, it is 10 minutes in length. And um, if uh, 
anyone wants it for free, all they have to do is send me a text and I will send them the link and they can download this audio for free. And it's an audio that I listen to as well um, on a regular basis. It's great when I'm walking, when I'm in the shower, you know, have these things playing in the background because your brain is absorbing these things even when you're not paying attention. And sometimes when you're not paying attention is actually better because your resistance to hearing it is, is actually lowered. And mm -hmm. it doesn't, and that's where some of this self-work doesn't have to feel like work because you could just throw it into whatever you're doing. You're cooking dinner. You can throw on an affirmation tape. <laughs> yeah. Let's put up her, her affirmations banner so that people can reach out to her read that off for us navi for our listeners the people that can't see this right now so they know how to get in contact with you yeah so if you text the word affirmations to the number 647-362-0179 so that's 647-362-0179 text the word affirmations and i will send you a link to download the audio for free Fantastic. I love that. I love that. You have to have affirmations, right? Because sometimes we can be our best friend, but we can also be our worst enemy. Yeah. And there's, there's this wonderful adage that says that we have two wolves inside of us. I think this is how it goes, but it says there's a negative wolf and a positive wolf and whichever one you feed the most will be the one that gets stronger. So we have to make sure we're feeding that positive wolf, right? Because we have to remain in control of our own mindset. If we are not speaking kindly to ourselves, that who are we, how are we going to serve ourselves? Better yet, how are we going to serve others? It's really important for us as coaches. It's important for everybody, but especially as coaches to fill our own cup because we can't serve from an empty cup, can we? Right? We have to be kind. Yeah, we have we have to take care of ourselves and like I said, like the more you're tapped into that, the, the more that allows you to show up in the world. And it isn't ever about being perfect. I mean, I'll tell you the one thing I always say, my superpower is that I'm not afraid to suck at things. Yes. <laughs> because it allows me to show up in the world and just do things. And the first time I do it, I'm probably fumbling my way through it, right? Uh, how am I gonna yeah, get yeah. good at it if I don't ever try? And the people that say stay stuck and they stay small are the ones that are afraid to try new things. But it helps to have, you know, these practices where you're cheering yourself on along the way and just knowing, okay, like, yes, I have this affirmation tape and, you know, today, you know, was a day I really put myself out of my comfort zone and, you know, I was flopping around out there with whatever I was doing. Um, but, you know, um, but next time I'm going to be a little better and next time I'm going to be a little better and next time I'm going to be a little better. Absolutely. We cannot be afraid of failure. I think that is something that holds a lot of people back is first of all their relationship with failure and feeling like if they fail at something then they fought for are a failure and so they stay in that comfort zone they stay in that pocket right they're not they're they're afraid to fail therefore if you don't fail you will never fly you will never build the confidence to say hey i made it through this situation i learned some things i i skinned my knees a little bit but i came out better that's what builds your confidence. 
it's knowing that you can move through failure from one failure to the next. That's that's really the ladder to success. It's built on a bunch of blocks of failure. <laughs> I don't even like to refer to them as failures. Like I like to refer to life as a dance, right? And so if you're going to have an interesting dance, you're going to take steps backwards. You're going to take turns and out of context they don't make a lot of sense and they don't look very good but when you put it all together it makes a really beautiful dance and that's how i like to think about life i love that value. <laughs> <laughs> that is so fantastic it is about how you look at it isn't it it is yeah. it's about your perspective so what are some things in your business where you have taken some steps back and they just really empowered your business. This is for our people that we want to inspire who maybe haven't taken the leap yet, or maybe are in a point in their business where they're struggling, right? And we want to empower those people. How, yeah. what are some things that you have done? And I want you to think about it and we're going to be right back in 29 seconds. We're going to take our break. You guys stay right there. So good. All right, my friends, and welcome back. And Navi, I am looking forward to hearing your response to some of the ways that in your dance of life and the dance of your business that you had to overcome to keep moving forward. So I think one big one, which I already shared, was me totally fumbling on stage, right? That was a big one, but it was tremendous in my growth. And I can tell you that that empowered me so much. Um, as a speaker, because I'm not afraid of that happening again, right? If it happens again, I know that I'm I'm not going to die. I'm going to be fine. And that's what we fear a lot, right? We fear like, oh my God, I'm going to die. This is going to be awful. And, and you're not, you're, you're, you know, it might suck. And it's like, it doesn't mean that I didn't cry that day. I did cry that day, but you know what? I I'm stronger and better because of it. And I think other things that I've really struggled with in my business is I've had moments of imposter syndrome, right? And it's like, I know that in my business, Business. There are times that I have, you know, I initially came out, you know, um, just with this like fire and desire and passion, like so many people do. And then, you know, I got hit with some negativity and criticism and, you know, mm. that, that's what happens, right? Like, especially when you start to have growth really quickly, you're going to be hit with that. And yeah. it caused me to pull back and retract and, mm. and, and, and go back into my shell. And, you know, and then I had to pull myself out of that and do that again. And it was this like, you know, um, expansion, contraction, expansion, contraction. And I think to some extent that that's normal, but I think like what I've learned from that, right. Is when you have a plan in place for when you feel like that, then you don't have to go into that mode, right? You can take a day and you can, you can, you can take a break. You can, you can rest, but you don't have to, to contract back up and, and expand again. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and also if someone has done that to know that that's okay, it doesn't mean that you ruined this momentum. You, you just, you're just going to start again. <laughs> yes. Navi. I love you and I'm proud of you. <laughs> you are doing fantastic work. I, even in the way that you speak, the work that you're doing 
it lives within you. It is work that you have done within yourself. And that's why you're empowered to help usher other people along. You know what I mean? And it's, it's fantastic to witness. It's wonderful to talk to you and even hear how you perceive things and talk about things. It's amazing. So how would you describe, you know, your brand's mission and your goal, your guys' goals and your core purpose? What is, what does that look like for you as a love and confidence coach? Yeah, I want to help people to really, like I said in the beginning, to just fall in love with themselves so that they can go out and do what they're supposed to do in this world and so that they can open themselves up to be loved in the way that they everyone desires to be loved and that they deserve to be loved and know that all of that is possible for them. Oh, I love that. And so you actually have, let me get my name right now. You've got a, a six week course coming up called yes. Sexy Confidence. Now tell, <laughs> tell me about that. Yeah, so my, uh, my course is called Sexy Confidence and this is all about helping people to step into their most sexy and confident selves. And I wanted to put sexy in there because sometimes it's a, it's a word that people are afraid of, especially when it comes to, to business. And, and sexy is something that is personal. It is when you are just tapped into you because um, like I think desire is a very potent power in attraction, right? And um, desire, it doesn't come from a place of lack and wanting. It comes from a place of being tapped into your confidence and power. And this is a course for people that want to tap into that and it will spill over into different areas of your life. So that can be your romantic life. It can be your professional life. Whatever it is, this course will help you do that. Oh, I love that. So what advice would you give someone that is struggling with confidence and really is having a hard time kind of overcoming their their personal their their mental setbacks the things that are holding them back from stepping into the essence that they are not even really stepping into it because we already possess it right but acknowledging it and living in that space. So what advice do you give to those people that are operating there? So there's a few things. So one is know that it is possible. And and I can and I'm speaking this from personal experience because I didn't have self-esteem. It wasn't that I had it. I had this vibrant childhood and you know, I lost it at some point. I I never had it to begin with, right? So I was the person who wasn't at zero. I feel like I was at negative 100. And now I'm someone that is like, I've gotten to the point where I really do feel good in my own skin every single day. I, I couldn't walk past a mirror in the past without criticizing myself. And now my brain is trained to say something kind to myself. That is that is my go-to, right? Because that is the neural pathway that I've carved out that is the easiest for my brain. So it is possible. So first you have to know that it is possible, even if you're in this low place, that it doesn't, it won't always be like that and it can get better. The second is the something that happens in the personal development world is that people learn all of these things and then they start to become more critical and more judgmental of themselves, right? Because they're thinking, oh, okay, this is these are the areas that I'm messing up and they're judging themselves. And that isn't actually raising their self-esteem, it's lowering their self-esteem even further, right? And so the biggest thing is, is to just know that you don't know 
what you don't know. And when you know it, you can do something different. And if you're hearing something, it is actually because um, the universe is showing you that that's possible for you and don't internalize that. Make that one decision, even if you can't let go of every other negative belief yet, that you're not going to take it and turn it into something negative and judge yourself and be like, okay, it's just, it's a starting point and I'm starting here and I'm going to start following this advice and moving in the right direction rather than taking it as something to start judging myself and beating myself up and then my third is you know the lowest like even at your lowest points i know every single person has this you know um you have that little voice inside of you that is telling you that it isn't okay that that you deserve better that things should be better you have that little voice whatever it's saying to you but you know what it is that's it's that little spark even in your darkest days when you feel like you can't go on you have that in you and what that is is your higher self and it's that part of you that knows that there is something possible and you mm. want to lean in and you want to connect to that part of you and the more you're able to do that that is what's going to open up the doors and allow you to step into that higher version of yourself oh yes and making sure that you're checking in with yourself and doing the work that you need to in order to continue to show up i'm going to tell you something it came to mind when you were talking and i was like oh this was a bad situation could have went terrible so there's a girl on Instagram that I follow. She's got, you know, six figure following count. And she posted something and I commented and it ended up getting like 25,000 likes and like 11,000 comments. And the, the comments at first were really like, oh, Alexandra, this is so uplifted. And then I don't know what happened. So there was a shift. And so I think it was a, I made a comment about how, you know, oh, she's looking for a husband. And she's like, oh, I need a husband. I said, well, I'm married. I have kids. It, it, it'll happen for you. Just keep praying over your husband. And it, it went from, oh, Alexandria, you're so encouraging to how does this man looking woman have a, and I'm just like, <laughs> these internet streets, honey. And I was commenting back to people and laughing and like in on the joke, even though it was about me because I just kept it separate from me. You have to even do that sometimes. Sometimes it's not about your family judging you for your decision. It's not about your friends. Sometimes we shrink ourselves because we don't want to live out loud, out loud virtually too, right? Oh, like a hundred percent. And, and, you know, I, I've had similar experiences myself, but you know, okay. The biggest thing that I've learned is that it really is, people who are wounded and hurt themselves that are, that are doing that, right? Because when you're in a place where you're feeling good, okay, if I don't like somebody and I don't resonate with their content, you know what I do? I scroll past it. If I was following them, I can follow them. I don't need to make an announcement. I don't have time to engage in that sort of negativity because it brings me down and I don't want to bring me down, right? So when yeah. someone is doing that, so she was upset that she didn't have a husband. It was easier for her to project and turn that hate towards you, right? And the, yeah. thing, the most powerful thing that you can do is just like, for me, it's like when people write hateful comments or they say something i leave it there i don't even i don't engage, i don't engage with it either way but i leave it there because what i think is you're boosting my engagement and this is not <laughs> a reflection of me it is a reflection 
of you. And I don't have to be afraid of this. And, and it's just, and the more I've done that, what I've realized is the less of those comments that I would get because people realize that they're not, they're not anything. and they're embarrassed. And I've had people delete their own comments after time as well, because I'm uh -huh. doing it and they're used to other people deleting it. And I'm just like, no, mm -hmm. it can stay. I'm not, I'm not getting involved in this one way or the other. <laughs> yes, girl. I like to make a joke of one said, you look like a chicken head. And I said, oh, that reminds me of that three, six mafia song. Chicken head. <laughs> I, I just have a good time with it because I understand is coming from a place within themselves on where they're projecting whatever unhappiness it is with the intention of stealing my joy, right? Yeah. So I like to say, oh, that's funny. That's hilarious because I want to let you know it's important for me to reject the potential of what that comment can do and turn it into fun. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I, I, you cannot allow <laughs> certain things to have power over you. And and I, I love everything about you, Navi. You're fantastic. You guys, text this number, text affirmations. Listen, we, we only have a minute left. This went by so quick, Navi. Text affirmations to 647-362-0179. Connect with her, guys. She has a free offer for you. You text affirmations to that number and you get access to her audio connect with navi she is fantastic navi bliss is her name and she is a love and confidence coach i mean if, if that's not a god or day name i don't know what it is you're helping people find the bliss within themselves and that is your actual god-given last name <laughs> that is fantastic yeah, I mean, I think some things are just in alignment. I mean, it, I've loved our conversation so much. Uh, it's, you know, it's brought me a lot of joy to, to be here and to be able to speak to you as well. Me too. And to hear your perspective about things and how you look at things. Well, I, listen, I want to tell you this. I'm proud of the fact that you have done the work within yourself, that you have healed that you have learned and grown from the situations. I'm so sorry for the life of abuse that you were subjected to, but I, I feel so happy to be connected to you and to see that you overcame it, that you stepped into who you are called to be, and that ultimately something that was ugly and that has broken a lot of people and we'll continue to break people throughout history to see that you with your beautiful smile and your radiant energy that is just palpable through the virtual <laughs> experience right now. I'm so proud of you for overcoming it, Navi. I really am. And I'm, I'm grateful that you spent your time with me here today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And, and what I want to say is, you know, I wouldn't go back to um, the things that I've been through, obviously, but I've gotten to a place where I wouldn't change them either because, you know, um, 
it was the, those were expensive lessons that I had to learn, but the value that I got from them is is worthwhile. And that's what I like to teach my clients that are going through hard times that, you know, those things were expensive lessons that you went through, but they can be so valuable and you can gain so much from them as well. Oh my goodness. So good. Well, listen, has has our next guest, our next guest has not logged on. Navi, do you want to keep going? <laughs> sure, I mean, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any accidents happen. <laughs> the first time, as long as we've run this show, that our second guest hasn't shown. And I'm honestly enjoying our conversation so much, I don't want to cut it. So if you're up for it, we can keep going. Sure. I've got plenty of questions. Okay. You want to, okay, let's do it. <laughs> so how do you stay motivated and resilient in the face of setbacks? Yeah, it's knowing that now that I've been, I've come to the other side of so many setbacks from my past, right? How I stay motivated is I know that there is something good on the other side of it. I know that now right and i think that this is you have to build up a belief within yourself and everyone has this because everyone has been through things in their own life right and if you've made it to the other side then you know okay there is a part of you that knows that it is possible even if in this situation it's really hard for you to believe right now you know that that possibility exists and once you tap into that that's what helps you build resilience like i did it i did it once before i can do it again right and then when you put systems in place like the other thing is is that I, I didn't always have a support system, right? Because I didn't have a family that I could count on or any of that, but I built that for myself now. So now I have that. I have the people that I can lean on and um, just knowing that, even if I don't always lean on them, but just knowing that I can, that's like, that feels like a deep breath. <laughs> yes, yes, I bet it does. That, that support and that delegation piece, because even sometimes, when we have trauma that's unresolved, we have those trust issues, or we keep seeing our inability to trust other people to complete tasks or to do things or to ex execute the way that we instruct it to be done. If that keeps showing up in, in your, your work life, your personal life, all these various things, and that data keeps being supported of, I can't trust anybody, right? then that becomes really hard to overcome. So did you find yourself doing work to overcome that trust element too, to allow that support system to fully tap into helping you? Yeah, so the biggest thing that I've learned is that you don't actually need to trust anyone else. You need to trust yourself. And when you don't trust other people, what you don't trust is your ability to handle what is coming your way, which really, when you break it down, it means emotionally regulate and calm your nervous system around what is happening, right? And so, oh, because okay. you can't do that, then it's like, okay, what if this happens? What if, what if that happens? And then you wanna go into this place of control around the world, right? And when you mm. are tapped into that trust, you've built it from within yourself. You've learned skills on how to regulate your nervous system because a big part of this confidence work, this trauma work is nervous system regulation, right? Because it's like when people say, I need this or I need that. No, what you need is 
to feel safe within your nervous system. And so many things are not within your control, but feeling safe within your nervous system is within your control. And when you when you are able to do that, it allows you to be able to handle whatever situations come your way and relax and, and let go. Because even if that situation doesn't work out, even if that person who you delegated to, something to makes a mistake, even if that person breaks your heart, you trust in your ability to be able to self-regulate and move forward. Oh, I understand. I understand. So essentially you want to be a, you want people to follow through. So first off, they get it done and the task is done, but also, so you don't have to resort to tapping into a part of yourself that you haven't addressed. Like they better get this done or, or I'm afraid I'm going to have to blow up on them type of thing. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Or I won't be able to handle it. Like I'm going to break down and I'm going to die. Right. You know, like this yeah. happens a lot in like, like the dating process. Right. So, so like people will say like, okay, I need this person to call me or I need this person to text me and I feel like I'm going to die. And it's like, you're not going to die. What you're feeling, that feeling is like, it's an abandonment wound that's being triggered and your nervous mm -hmm. system is dysregulated and you don't need them to respond to your text. You don't need them to call you. What you need to do is figure out how to regulate your nervous system. And that doesn't have anything to do with the other person. Now, it doesn't mean that once you regulate your nervous system, there isn't going to be sadness or disappointment or, or any of those things. But what it means is like when you're in a regulated nervous system, now you have the capacity to handle that. Like, you know, what's the worst that happens? Okay. You cry and you move through it. Right. Like it, mm. you're not, it's, it, but when you're not regulated, it really um, viscerally feels like life or death, which is why you can't let go and trust. Oh, wow. That's so good. So how, how much work do you dedicate with your clients to rewiring the thought process and really kind of undigging a lot of these things that might be hidden that they don't even recognize within themselves are problematic? How much is that your first step that you address the kind of identification of what's happening and then you proceed from there? How does that go? Yeah. So awareness is something that you build along the way. Digging into too much awareness, you're you again, that's like going to cause too much nervous system dysregulation. You won't be able to handle it. So awareness is like something that you build step by step. So you build an awareness, you create an opening to start implanting new beliefs, new mindset, new thought processes that allows you to settle down and to be able to like now open your awareness further to create more space, right? And this is, so that's why it's it's a step-by-step -step process. And um, in my group programs, I, I've, I've broken it down into a system, but I always still do um, live coaching in my group programs because there is an individual aspect of it and every there isn't a one size fits all approach and everyone's coming from a different place. So I want to create space for that. And then in my one-on-one -on -one coaching, it really depends on where someone is at. And it's, and what I've learned, the biggest thing as a coach is my definition of success is not my client's definition of success, right? So right. I have people that come in and their, their goal is, okay, they want to, um, they're ready to jump into a relationship. Um, they're ready to like grow their business to this amount. They're ready to like jump. And that is like, so they're ready to just go for it all out. Awesome. I have people that are not ready for that and they just want to like feel a little bit better. And that is their goal. And 
neither one of those goals is wrong. And I'm not, it's not my job right. as a coach to push somebody to a goal that they're not ready for. It's to take them to the place where they're ready to go. And when they're ready for more, they're going to let me know. Absolutely. Oh, and that's so good. That was honestly, that was one of the things that I had to learn when I was building my business is that I first need to get in touch with what my client's degree of success is. And I need to be cognizant to never project how I measure success to how they should, in my terms, measure, measure success. So I'll never project onto someone like, hey, you can be a million dollar company if all they want to do is be able to leave, leave their job and just leave com live comfortably and maybe make 75K a year. Like if that's their dream, if that's the pinnacle, you have to be able to respect that, right? And help them get to that point and determine the measured steps that it's going to take to get to that. So that's so beautiful you said that. And, and I love that you take that into consideration that it's not, it's not gonna be the same for every person. And it's really not up to us to determine what it's gonna be for our clients either. They have to be able to articulate what success looks like for them, right? And everyone's journey is different, right? Like the thing is like, when you talk about that person who wants that million dollar business, the thing is, if that's so far away from where they are right now, it, the reason that they might not want it is because again, like they don't have like the, uh, the the emotional, physical, nervous system capacity to even handle thinking about it, right? It's too much. So they won't even take the steps forward in that way. But maybe they work, you know, at that 75,000 for like three years. And now they're like, yeah, I'm ready for more. And now they want to jump to that 500,000. And then, you know, it doesn't mean that they won't ever want that. But it's just that every single person's journey looks different. And there isn't, there isn't a right or wrong. There isn't a and there just isn't a one size fits all. Absolutely. And, and it will reveal itself over time. Right. And I think that's what I love about what it is that you do and the intentionality behind it, because you have a holistic approach to th approach to things. And I think that's so important for us as coaches to have that because we need to look at the entire person and we need to look at what they're dealing with cognitively what limiting beliefs they have to overcome the things that they actually want out of life because um sometimes people just say i want to be successful well what's successful to you is not successful for me what i had to overcome as an individual due to my lived experiences and my childhood stuff is going to look totally different than your situation right so we have to look at the person as a whole to really tap into how we can help them. I know that I could say one thing to one client that would just devastate another, like that bluntness, like, you know, how we even articulate our thoughts so that they can get better. So isn't that interesting how when we're navigating those waters, we have to be so cognizant of who it is we're talking to and how we have to show up in order to best support them. Yeah, no, it's really, really important. And that's why I don't like I, I don't have a promise other than um, at the end of my coaching program, you're going to leave and you're going to be feeling good. Right. But good is something that is different for every single person, because I'm not promising that, you know, your business is going to reach this level or that, you know, you're going to, you know, uh, be married by this time. I, I don't I don't do that because that isn't what everyone wants. It isn't what everyone needs. And at the end of the day, 
Um, what I want is for people to embrace things that are aligned, that feel good to them, that are bringing them to the place um, that makes them feel the most fulfilled. And mm -hmm. I, I have clients like, you know, that, um, you know, when it comes to uh, my love coaching clients, I have, you know, some that they've started working with me and in a year they're married, they found their person, they're really, really happy. And then I have other people that have come and they worked with me for four years before they were even ready to leave the relationship that they were in that wasn't working. And, you know, both of those people are happy because I didn't push that person to do something before they were ready to do it. Right. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. I love that. So let me ask you this question then. So when you are evaluating your prospective clients, what do you tend to see a commonality in? Like, what's your target audience? What are the people that come to you? What are they looking for? What are some of the characteristic traits of these people that come to you that need help with the love and the confidence? And I want to make sure I'm understanding you also when you say love. Are you talking inward love or like companion love or both? Yeah. So, I mean, um, it's both um, because so I work with people who are um, wanting to uh, attract a partner to improve the relationship that they're in or they want to attract their soulmate clients. Right. And all of that starts with the confidence piece, with the self-love piece. Right. Because okay. that, it's all about magnetism and then mm -hmm. you're able to to draw into your life. Right. So right. That's, so so that is that is what I do. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Fantastic. So what are some of the characteristics like, you know, can you articulate for me in the audience so somebody can say that's me? Like, what are the traits, some of the common traits that you see in the people that really need your help and are empowered by your coaching? What are what does that look like? Yeah. So the people that I normally work with, um, I, I would say the majority I work with are, are women and gay men. Um, they're the ones that seem to be drawn to me. And that is, uh, you know, my goal is to connect with the people that I connect to. Um, and um, most of my clients have also typically undergone some sort of trauma in their life that has at some point, maybe it was in childhood, maybe it was in adulthood, and left them with this shattered sense of self-confidence and they are wanting to feel better and they want to be able to show up in the world differently. They want to feel good. Those those are the characteristics of the clients that I work with. And my biggest thing is, is I always do like a call before I ever sign anybody as a client because what I like to tell people is there's more than one path to get to a destination. And if you want to go on the path with me, then you have to be able to trust me as your leader. So you have to feel connected to me as your leader and I can lead you on that path. If you are not ready to trust me or, you know, you're still like wanting to, you know, take a look at the other paths, there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm not going to be the coach that is going to take you because, you know, if you were trying to like follow a bunch of different people, there are all of these paths that are going to destination, but you're just going to end up going around in a circle. <laughs> Girl. I have uh, I have encountered that myself where I can see um, somebody somebody wants to partner with multiple coaches and typically I tend to pass on those people as well because 
there's going to come a point where there's conflicting opinions about the steps that need to be taken. And I, I want to partner with people. I want to come alongside them. Right. And I don't want there ever to be a situation where it's like, well, she said I need to do this. Okay. <laughs> that I don't want those vibes in my life. I, it, it, you know what I mean? If, if you feel more confident, with partnering with someone else, then please <laughs> be my guest. But there, there does, there is an energy of conflict if people want to work with multiple people or they, they, they're implementing things from various tactics. That's, that's like taking puzzle pieces from three or four different puzzles and trying to make them fit. Those pieces are not going to fit. <laughs> oh, yeah. and, and the th no, they, they are not. And the thing is, like, I'm not one to say that my way is the only way to get mm -hmm. you to where you're going. There's people that mm -hmm. do it different ways and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know, I learned this very early on. I'll tell you a story that I had with a client. Um, you know, when I didn't have these standards and these boundaries when I first started in my business and, um, you know, um, you know, she was also, you know, working with another coach, but not just that would read these articles about all of these things. So I would, you know, tell her one thing. So this is a thing in a relationship when I told her, okay, like in, in her, um, relationship with her husband, that what she needed to do was to, to lean back into her feminine energy. And, you know, then we, we, got on the next call and she's like, yeah, I, I leaned back, um, in my feminine energy all day. And then when, you know, when my husband got home, cause I read this article, um, then I made him like hug me and look me in the eyes for five minutes because that's supposed to build connection. Um, and I was like, okay, that is not that that is like the opposite of leaning back. So you did not lean back mm. and, um, you know, of course, it didn't work right and so you know these these are the the things that come up when you're when you're not um connected to following you know a leader on on a destination like imagine you were going for a hike right and like there's a bunch of different guides going different ways and instead of following like you you hear this person's voice you start you're just going to be lost in the woods <laughs> or you'll just end up circling around yeah. where actually want to go because you're taking all these inputs from these various things on time. Love that analogy because it's so true and it, it's not shade to people that want to take advice. I'm like you said, I'm not the end all be all either, but I do have a process that's streamlined and that has been lived and proven by myself and other people that I coach. Right. So trying to, incorporate other people's ideologies and their thought processes and their lived experiences kind of, you know, it, it creates resistance in the process. And we want to empower people to be their greatest self, not defend our strategies essentially. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the thing is like, like most there's like, like I said, there's so many different paths, but they, they work when you follow that path, right? It's like, you have to think of it like a diet. Like, you know, people lose weight in a variety of different ways that they work for different people. But you know, like if you try to do every single thing at the same time, like it's just not, it's not going to work. Right. <laughs> like it's just Absolutely. like, it's, it's going to be a, a mess. <laughs> oh, you're my analogies, girl. I'm going to call you and I need analogies. <laughs> Sometimes I just want to be like, look at here. <laughs> you really articulated beautifully. Let me see. I've got more questions. Oh my goodness. 
so oh this is a good one so what is your vision for the future of your company so my vision for the future okay i'm working on my solo book right now um which uh, it's going to be called broken to blissful it's a teaching memoir so i'm really digging in and i'm really getting very vulnerable and personal in this book and i'm sharing the things that i went through but i'm also sharing how I got out of those situations, right? Because yeah. I wanted to create something for people that cannot afford private coaching. I wanted to create a guide. I wanted to create a resource for people because my goal is to touch as many people as possible. So I wanted to create something that was just really comprehensive that you know someone can, can take and they can start implementing things into their own life to start feeling better. Um, and that is coming out in April. So I'm really, really excited. Um, I would love to do a TEDx talk. I'm working on that for next year as well. So my goal is just to impact as many people as, as possible. I love to do my one-on-one -on -one coaching. I love to do my group coaching programs. Um, but I also know that those come um, at a cost and they are not accessible to everybody and that's where i love speaking on stages that's where my book comes in because i want to be able to touch people not just people that have access to resources and money but i want to be able to touch as many people as possible oh that's so beautiful and i love that name i actually wrote it down so that i can make sure to support broken to blissful how did you come up with that name that's a great title um, so that's the, that's actually one of the name of one of my keynotes. And when I was really thinking about the title of my book, I'm like, okay, I want something where um, titles and books matter because when people are searching, they want to know what what it is, and a random title isn't isn't going to work. And I feel like that encompasses um, what what the book is about because I really feel like that that's what I was, and that's how many people feel is is broken, um, you know. And and how I feel now is really blissful. And so I wanted to take people on this journey with me. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Now I know that we're always a work in progress and we will be forever evolving and growing and learning new things about who we are as individuals our entire life. But what would you say is has been your personal span from that place that you were in where you were lacking confidence and you were, you know, not the the Navi that you show up to be here today? What was kind of that point where you determined you were going to do the work to you actually coming out and feeling confident in yourself? What was that time frame? Um, it was probably, I wanna say, um, the start of this version of me, right? Because this version of me has been an evolution was probably about a year, but that was the start. That was like, that was the tip of the iceberg, but it was such a transformation to who I was that you would have already said that I was, that I was a different person. Like, I feel like I've done a, a 180 so many times in my life that, you know, and it's, it's constant, it's constantly like that. Right. So, um, but I would say it was, it was probably about, about a year's time of, of consistent work and that I, that I was already a completely different person to who I was not not to the level that I am now but you know right. that's what excites me because I'm like okay this is awesome right now it's not perfect because life is not perfect and I don't like to pretend that it is right but it's right. awesome so I'm like if it's this awesome now and I'm still always doing more work learning more how awesome is it going to be in 10 years, 20 years, 50 years, right? This makes me excited to grow older, actually. Yes. So what was the moment that you were like, okay, 
I've got to do something. What did something did something big happen or was it something small? Just a moment where you well, knew you needed something. So okay. In when I was in those domestic violence relationships, I had this inner voice, you know, the one that I talk about that was just like this, this is not okay, this is not okay, right? And it kept getting louder and louder and louder. And um when that second relationship ended, um, it ended um, because he moved for for work and I was able to sort of like unattach myself from that, right? But if that hadn't happened, I actually don't know how I would have because it's very complicated as those situations are. And I barely got out of it. And when I, when I got out of it, like first I was still in this place that I was so sad and I was so depressed because I just wanted to be loved, even though I knew this person actually didn't love me and they weren't treating me well, but I couldn't handle being alone. But there was mm. also that part of me that just realized like, wait a second, this is still better than what was happening before. Like you got out of this, like you might not get out of this again. Like this was a grace that was given to you by the universe, don't waste it. Mm, yes. So it was that pivotal moment where he left, there was some distance created and you had the opportunity to separate from him emotionally, physically. And then you realized within that moment that something needed to change within you and then you started to do introspective work. Is that right? Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, you know, that is like, and I, I just realized how lucky I was that that situation happened. Like I said, I, it's, it was a grace by the universe because when people leave domestic violence situations, and this is something that, you know, like your listeners should know if they know of a friend or a loved one and they're judging them about leaving that relationship, the most dangerous part is when you're leaving that relationship. That is when like life-threatening danger happens and it needs to be done strategically. It needs to be done thoughtfully um, to keep your safety in mind. And um, a lot of people run into issues there. So I knew that I was given a grace there. And um, this is also why I'm also passionate about helping people that are stuck in those, those situations and what, why I share about my own situation, because I'll tell you how I ended up in those relationships, because my, the abuse I faced in childhood was so bad. So when I was in those relationships, I actually didn't recognize it as abuse because it wasn't as bad as what I had previously experienced. So I justified it, you know, that like my, that oh. inner voice in me knew it wasn't okay, but I was yeah. like, no, it, this can't be abuse. Right. And I know that there are other people that end up in those situations because they've previously undergone worse trauma that they're that they don't count that as abuse <laughs> oh i see so you kind of have this mind frame of this is bad but it's not as bad as that so yeah. it's a tamer version of that and yeah. if you haven't if you haven't been in the circumstance to understand what love looks like when it's done correctly and that's the only model you have then there's nothing else to measure it by, right? You just feel like this is this is what love looks like. This is what it is. Exactly. Yeah. It, no, exactly. And then you also don't have that worthiness piece. So you're like, okay, well, I don't deserve anything more. Like, you know, some people get to de like deserve to be loved, but I'm not worthy of that, right? So this is oh. like, this is all that I could possibly 
have and it's better than what what was so that it can't really be that bad right that's how you justify it. that's how people stay stuck in those situations and also like i said the time when you're leaving is is really really the most dangerous part which is why you know it can be tempting to be really harsh with somebody in your life if you see that they're in that situation and why are you leaving but they're already getting that harshness if you come at them with harshness they can't handle it that person can't right. handle it. you need to meet that person with tenderness Oh, oh my gosh. What an absolute blessing you've been today, Navi. This was fantastic. <laughs> yes, let's throw our prayer disclaimer up. That's fantastic. So we're going to cl close out the show. We didn't even talk to you about this because we weren't supposed to close with you, but we pray for each show. <laughs> so the last minute of the show, we throw up our prayer disclaimer because we close out of each podcast with prayer to honor God for our abundance. So I'm gonna pray, go ahead and, and kill the music. Let's honor God with silence as we pray. But this has been a most enlightening and encouraging and wonderful time spent with you, Navi. I'm, I'm gonna pray for you and over your business and, and just the fact that you came out as wonderful and as radiant as you are. You ready? I'm gonna pray. Okay. <laughs> Dear God, we humbly come before you this day and I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. I thank you for who Navi is. I thank you for the calling upon her life to help and empower other people in their journeys to be able to find love within themselves. I thank you for her overcoming her challenging obstacles in life, Lord God, and being able to come before us and continue to share such a beautiful state of being, live that out through abundance in her business, impact people's lives with her book and her speaking engagements and everything she has to offer. I thank you for the opportunity to meet her and connect with her and learn from her today. I pray these things according to the character and identity of Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Navi. Thank you. You should come back when when Broken to Blissful released. This was really good. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you I for having me. And uh, thank you to your beautiful audience for listening. <laughs> I appreciate you, Navi. You stick around after we go off the live, okay? We're going to chat. Thank you to everybody for watching. And I will see you tomorrow. Bye.